page over, 79.
Brother Jimmy. All right. If you will, bear with me a little bit. I've kind of had some coffin fits this week, so my voice isn't as strong as it usually is. But if you will, open up to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. And no, we're not going to read the Christmas story, so... Uh, Luke chapter 2 is where we're going to start at. And as I was kind of putting this together, I've uh, been kind of mulling this over for several weeks since Pastor had asked me to kind of speak. It's been uh, probably a month or so ago. Uh, and I'd been kind of mulling this over and thinking this over and, uh, <coughs> excuse me, and was just kind of wanted us to kind of talk and look at a very familiar passage here. So, Luke chapter 2, we're going to start in verse number 41. It says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up, went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey. And they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, Why hast thou dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the sayings which he spoke unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening. We thank you for the uh, time you've given us here together, Lord. Lord, I pray as we uh, just kind of open up your word here and we kind of study and we kind of go through this, Lord, Lord, that you would uh, give me the words that you'd have me to say, Lord. Pray that uh, you'd be with those that could not be here, Lord. Be with our pastor as he's traveling. Uh, Pray that you'd bring them back, Lord. Pray, Father, for others that are out sick or traveling, Lord, pray with them. Just lead, guide, and direct for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, you know, as I was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as I was reading this passage, you know, and this is one of the, the few passages, or maybe even the only passage, that talks about the Jesus' life as a child. And, you know, Pastor had been kind of talking a little bit about the feast here lately, and, you know, I'm not going to go there, but this was, uh, this was Jesus' last Passover before adulthood. Adult Jewish males and their families made an annual trip to Jerusalem for the annual feast, Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles. And, you know, as again, we'd, you know, I'd mentioned Pastor had been kind of talking about those. But, you know, Jewish males became an adult man at age 13. 
And as I was, you know, as I was looking at this, this is the last time, last uh, Passover of Jesus as a child. And then as I was thinking about this and you know, studying this, I got to thinking about, you know, uh, Joseph and Mary, and you know, they'd went a day's journey before noticing Jesus wasn't with them. And I want to use that as uh, kind of the jumping-off point, you know, to talk about our walk with Christ. Now, now here it is Wednesday night. Most of us sitting here, we're we're Christians. We're at church on a Wednesday night. But how many of us ever get like Mary and Joseph? We get traveling along in life. We get entangled with life, and then in general, and life in general, and then all of a sudden we notice that, you know, our walk with Christ isn't like it should be. And, and I, I was thinking about that. It's easy to do that. I was thinking about, you know, uh, um, an example of, you know, how many of you guys have ever done this? Because, you know, I'm honoring you guys know that. But, I mean, how many of you have ever been walking with somebody and you'll just stop to see how far they'll walk before they notice you're not there with them? Any husbands in here admit they do that, you know? Um, you know, and we sit there and we, we do things like that. And, I mean, you know, uh, I, I remember one time we were – when I was a kid, we was down at Sword Dollar City and getting ready to get on the old, uh, what was it, the old Lost River. And, uh, man, we, we were there, and I had my sister with me, and my cousin and I thought it would be a fun idea to leave my little sister and, like, move up in line just a little bit. Well, and then my sister ended up getting lost in Sword Dollar City, and that wasn't fun, you know. And, and I, I sit there and I think about us, and a lot of times we'll keep going and we get walking in life, and then all of a sudden, our walk with Christ isn't as it should be. You know, and you look here, Mary and Joseph, they'd win a day before they noticed Jesus was missing. You know, I'm not a parent, but I mean, I guarantee you, if any of you guys let us have your kids, and we came back and said, oh, I'm sorry, a play's been missing for a day, I mean, I don't think you guys are going to be real happy with us. You know, and, and as I was thinking about this here, you know, we, we sit there, we we keep walking sometimes when we're not walking with Christ as we should. Now, and I got to thinking about this. Uh, go with me over to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. <coughs> Excuse me. We see, you know, that some of the times there's things that creep up in life that, that just uh, keep us from, from our walk with Christ. And this one here is one Paul is writing here to uh, Timothy. And, you know, I... I, I, I He's writing here, and he says, in verse 9, it says, Do thy diligence to come unto me, to come shortly unto me. Look what it says there, verse 10. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, and uh, Titus unto Dalmatia. But it, look what it says about Demas. Demas has forsaken me. He fell in love with this present world. And a lot of times, you know, when we're walking along in life, we fall in love with this present world, don't we? You know, there's things that kind of catch our eye, and it's like, ooh, that looks fun. Oh, that looks like that. That could be uh, something that I'm interested in. And it's easy to kind of get there and keep going in life and keep going in life and get involved with the cares of this life and the things that this world has to offer that all of a sudden we realize that we're not walking with Christ like we should. You know, and as I was thinking about how we, we walk, we get involved with those cares. Another one will go over to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. You know, we know this verse, I mean, but Romans 12, look at verse 2. It says here, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
But a lot of times in our Christian life, it's easy to go, you know what? We, instead of being not conformed, we become conformed to this world. And we start acting just like this world, and there's not a lot of difference between us and this world. And next thing we know, our walk with Christ is suffering. You know, uh, go over to Philippians 3, Philippians 3. In verse 13, you know, it says here, Brethren, I count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But, you know, a lot of times, we, again, you know, we, we don't forget the, the way we were, right? Um, you know, we, we start thinking about the, the fun we had previous to our life in Christ. You start thinking about the way... The, the, this world, these things that are, that are out there, and, you know, instead of forgetting the, that old life and pressing forward with our new life, we reach back to that old one. And next thing we know, we're not there with Christ like we should be. You know, we get busy. We don't spend time with him. You know, and I, as I was thinking about our walk with Christ, you know, I was thinking about, to me, one of the greatest examples uh, of people in the Bible, and, and you're going to laugh at me when I say this, but it was Mary, uh, not his mother, not Mary Magdalene, but Mary of Bethany. And as I was thinking about here, making sure that we're walking with Christ, I want you to see some places that she was. So go with me first off to Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10. <coughs> you know, in, in life, it's, it's easy to get busy and not spend time with the Lord. It's easy to get busy and and, and not have the prayer that we should. It's easy to get busy and, and be focused on everything else that's going around us. But I want you to look at, at Mary here in Luke chapter 10. Uh, let's start in verse uh, 38. Uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now this again, Mary and Martha. And uh, verse 38 says, And it came to pass that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet, pay attention there, sat at Jesus' feet, uh, and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about, much serving, and came unto him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. And as I was thinking about uh, this here, Mary was sitting there at the feet of Jesus. You know what that means? It means she's going to see when he got up and moved. She was going to, she's paying attention to his feet. You know, and that position there uh, that she was in was a position of a committed disciple sitting at the feet of the teacher listening. I, I, I go back now. I went to public school, so, you know, I mean, that's part of what's wrong with me. But, uh, you know, my kindergarten teacher, her name was Miss Finky. And I, I'll never forget, she would come and she would pull a chair in, in the center of the room and she'd have us all sit, uh, what is it, I want to say Indian style, but please forgive me, Indian style in front of her. You know, we'd sit there and that's how she would teach us. You know, and, you know, we were sitting there, we were learning from her. You know, and as I was sat, sat there and I thought about this here, we see that Mary was sitting there soaking in everything that Jesus had. And, you know, one of the things is, if we're going to walk with Christ, we're going to be sitting at his feet, soaking in everything he has for us. We're going to be sitting there 
ready to learn, ready to grow, ready to, to hear from him. You know, Martha, she, you know, she, she got kind of tied up in the things of this world, right? And it's easy, right? I mean, we, we, we've got Christmas. I was talking with Eric, and we were talking about how busy this week is, you know, with the church, with uh, the youth activities this weekend, with, you know, family activities coming up next weekend, and just all of this stuff. And life is busy right now. And, man, it's easy to get entangled with the cares and the concerns of this world that suddenly we forget our walk with Christ. And we sit there and we look and we're, we're like, man, I don't feel as close to the Lord as I used to. Maybe it's because we're not walking with him like we did. We're not sitting there like Mary was, <clears throat> you know, ready to learn, ready to grow. We try to, you know, we, we try and learn and grow from other places outside of the master. And it's easy to, to get out of step with him. You know, those of you that have ever been in the military or Civil Air Patrol, what happens when you're marching out of step? You, 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 you look like an idiot, don't you? You know, I mean, um, and so, you know, we, we get out of step with the Lord. But I want you to see another place where Mary was, you know, uh, you know, because, again, how many of you guys will admit this time of year is kind of hard sometimes? You start thinking about those that have went on. You start thinking about, you know, the, the, the burdens that you have. But go with me over to John chapter 11, John chapter 11. Another place we'll see where Mary knew she could be in step with Christ Excuse me. <clears throat> Let's look at verse number 32. It says here, and now this is just after, you know, again, Jesus said, uh, you know, Lazarus had passed away. And, you know, Jesus told him in verse 14, Lazarus is dead. And, uh, you know, uh, Martha, you know, she had the conversation with Martha. And Jesus told her, hey, your brother's going to rise again. That's verse 23. And, you know, um, and, and anyway, he had this conversation, but then look what it says there in uh, verse uh, 32. This is where Mary comes in. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down, look where she fell down, fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. You know, and as I was thinking about, about this, this passage, and when those burdens of life, get us there, and it, it, we notice it, hey, and we're not walking close with Christ. And when those, those hard times of war, the, the life get there, you know, you know how we can make sure we stay in step? Fall down at his feet. You know, Jesus is there, and he wants, to, he wants to take our burdens. He wants to bear our burdens. Go with me to Psalm 55. Psalm 55. <clears throat> Psalm 55, look at verse uh, number 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. He shall, stay, shall sustain thee. But pay attention to what it says. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. You know, and, and when we're going through those hard times, when, you know, the cares of this world are piling upon us and we, we feel like we're not in step with the Lord and we're, we're outside of, of, he's not right there. We go to his feet, just like Mary did. And, you know, he says, I don't want you to move away from me. I want you to be right here with me. I want you to, to, to me to allow you to, ha to, to carry your burdens. Go over to Matthew 11. Matthew 11. <clears throat> Matthew 11. 
verse 28. We'll start there. We all know this passage, but it's Jesus talking here. He says, come unto me, all you that labor and are so heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is saying, come to me. You know, don't go to the things of this world. Don't fall into the trap of, you know, blocking it out. You know, any of you guys ever sometimes just sink down into your nothing box to block things out? Jesus says, no, bring it to me. Bring it to me. I don't want you to be laboring this. I don't want you to, 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 to have to carry this. Verse 29, it says, take my yoke upon you. Look what it says, learn of me. We, where do we learn of Jesus? We learn about him sitting at his feet. He's the master. And if we're sitting at his feet, he's not gonna, we're not going to move away from him. We're not going to be out of step with him. It says, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. You know, I was thinking about how many times it's easy to get into those worry worry parties. Anybody get into those or is it just me? And, you know, when I'm in those worry parties, you know where I'm not at? Not sitting at the feet of Jesus. I'm not walking there with him. I'm not standing there with him. You know, and, and you know, it says here, verse 30, it says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, Jesus doesn't put things on us that, we're not going to be able to, to withstand. You know, the only time we can't withstand anything is when we're not there with him. And, you know, as I was thinking about, about us, you know, <clears throat> in walking with Christ, you know, we want to be able to have that place to go. We want to have that place to, <coughs> excuse me, we want to have that place where we can uh, cast our birds. We want to be able to be close to him. In First uh, Peter 5, First Peter 5, I know we're, we're looking at a lot of scripture, so... Uh, bear with me here, but in First Peter chapter five, look at verse uh, six. Verse six says, "Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time." Look what it says in verse seven: "Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you." You know, we go through hard times in life, and, and you know that's just a part of it. But man, isn't hard times so much easier when we're right there with Christ? When we, we, we know we're in step with him because, you know what, we're falling down at his feet and saying, Lord, I can't carry this anymore. You know, but the problem is a lot of times we, when we do that, we come in, we pick it back up, and we start carrying it again. You know, he says, I don't want to carry this anymore. Lord, I can't move forward. i got to have you right there with me. And then and last place we'll see where Mary was. Go with me to John chapter 12. John chapter 12. Verse number one, we'll start there. It says, then Jesus, six days, after the, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus, which he had been dead, whom he raised from the dead, they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. <coughs> Verse three, it says, then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. And, uh, you know, if you want to see here, you know, this, uh, this here was a, a time of worship. You know, how do we worship the Lord? Mary went and she fell down at the Lord to worship him. Fell down at his feet. You know, and one of the ways that we can make sure we stay in step is to make sure we're always at the feet of God, worshiping him, praising him. God has done some amazing things in our life, right? I mean, I think about, 
you know, most of us sitting here, we probably had supper or are going to have supper. Most of us, you know, we have a roof over our head. You know, we have family. We have friends. But, you know, most of all, we have salvation. You know, and Jesus is that friend that promised never to leave us, never to forsake us. And I, I will tell you, you know, I, when, I, when my walk with Christ is not as close as it should be, you know, a lot of times it's one of these three things here, that I'm not sitting there and then spending time in his word, studying his word like I should. I'm not giving him the burdens, giving him the things that are weighing me down. But, you know, I think a lot of times it's I'm not praising him and worshiping him like I should. You know, I, I, uh, it's easy to get so caught up with everything that's going on around us that we don't have time or that we don't make time to, to just sit at the feet of Christ. And if we want our walk to be close to Christ, you know, we have to make time for this. But, but go back to our text, back in Luke chapter 2. <coughs> Luke chapter 2, you know, one of the things we see here is that it took him, and, and uh, in verse 44, Luke chapter 2, verse 44, it says, uh, uh, Supposing him to Ben went in the company, they went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. Verse 45, it says, and when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. You know, one of the things that, that I, when I was reading this here, is it took them a day to notice that Jesus wasn't with them. How long does it take us to notice that there isn't something right in our relationship with the Lord? You know, I was thinking about, is it a day? Is it an hour? Is it a week, a month, a year? You know, a lot of times it's easy to kind of notice that, hey, there's something off in my relationship with the Lord, but what is it? When do we notice it? Uh, go with me to Proverbs 3, Proverbs 3. <coughs> you know, this is a familiar passage. I mean, most of us, we can quote it. You know, we, uh, but in verse uh, uh, 5, it says here, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not unto thine own understanding, Look what it says in verse 6. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. You know, and, and you know, a lot of times we, 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 we can start walking, and you know, we don't acknowledge that there's something wrong in our, path, in, our, in our walk with God. We don't acknowledge that there's something going on there, and so then our path doesn't get directed the way it should. You know, I mean, any of us can probably admit many times when we weren't right with the God, and we start going down that wrong path, and we start seeing these things that are going on, and we're like, Lord, what's going on? And we're, you know, but we, we don't acknowledge that, you know, our right, relationship with the Lord isn't right. Uh, go to Colossians 2, Colossians 2. <clears throat> In Colossians 2, verse uh, number 6. It says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, it says, so walk ye in him. You know, walking Christ, making sure that we're in step with him, you know, and making sure that, you know, we're, we get that step back in, get back into step with him. <coughs> Excuse me. In the military, they call it a, a change step, you know, change step march. And you're changing your step and you're, you're changing the way you go. And you're getting back in line with Christ. But, you know, a lot of times, man, when we're, we're not walking with Christ, right, you know, we'll, we won't do that change step march as soon as we notice we're out of step. 
we'll sit there and we'll, we'll, we'll look around and we'll try to place blame and place, you know, things on just everything else instead of realizing that our walk with Christ isn't the way it needs to be. You know, and walking with God, it leads to that fruitful life. Uh, go to Deuteronomy 5. Deuteronomy 5. <clears throat> In Deuteronomy 5, verse 33, <coughs> it says, uh, Ye shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you. Look what it says here. It gives us a, you know, a promise, if you will. It says that ye may live, and that it may be well with you, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. And again, I mean, I know this is, is you know, talking about Israel here, but, you know, Walking with God is so much better than anything else that we, we could do. And when we're walking with God and it allows us to, to live and prolong our days and to, to serve him, but, you know, the thing is, though, how long does it take us to realize that there is something wrong in our walk with God? Go back to our text, Luke 2, verse 46. It says, And it came to pass after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. You know, it took them three days to get back to Jesus. <coughs> These three days included one day traveling from Jerusalem, one day traveling back to Jerusalem, and one day looking for him. But I want you to think about this here. Christ didn't ever leave. You know, it was Mary and Joseph that left. Mary and Joseph were the ones that weren't walking with Christ, and I, I'm using that as a, an illustration, but they were the ones that left. How many times do, when we stop walking with the Lord, it's not because he left us, because we left him. Jesus was sitting at the temple. And I, you know, as I was studying this and I was looking, and I, I got to wondering, where did Mary and Joseph go looking for Jesus at? Where were they looking for him? You know, I mean, you think about your own kids, if, if they're missing, where are you going to go looking for them? You know, those of you that live on a farm, you might go look in the barn. You might go look out in the field, or, you know, if you, you, know, you might go look at the mall, or you might go all these other places. But where would you go to look for, for him? And where do we go to look for, for Jesus when our relationship's not right with him? Do we look in the things of this world, or are we looking at the things in the, his word? <clears throat> Um, you know, as I was thinking about us, <coughs> the thing is, Jesus didn't leave us. You know, we left him. And, you know, this, as I was thinking about our search for Christ, the very first thing I think we need to do is we notice our walk with Christ isn't right. We need to seek him early. Go to Psalm 63. Psalm 63. Look at verse number one. It says... O oh God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. <clears throat> you know, I was thinking about him, early will I seek him. When we're not walking with him, do we hunger and thirst for the things of God like we should? If, you know, if we miss a meal, how long do we wait to get another meal? If we miss our walk with Christ, how long do we wait before we start digging in and looking for our walk with Christ, looking where, you know, how we can repair that? <coughs> Go to Proverbs 8, Proverbs 8. Proverbs 8, 
Look at verse number uh, 17. there. Proverbs 8, verse 17, it says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. You know, to seek him early requires diligence. We were talking before church about getting up early, and for some people, getting up early is 8 o'clock or 10 o'clock or whatever, you know. But how, how early do we seek Christ when our walk with him isn't right? You know, a lot of times, I mean, we, we use prayer as a last resort instead of our first response. We use, our, you know, our, our time of study as a, as a, well, I couldn't find the answer anywhere else, so I'm going to look in the Bible. You know, seeking him early, it, it takes diligently. Uh, the second thing I want you to see, go to Psalm 119, Psalm 118. You know, we, you know in order to seek God early, we also got to seek him completely. Make sure it's not a half-hearted effort. You know, a lot of times we, it's easy to do that. Uh, we've talked before in teens class and stuff about our devotion or our prayer life being kind of a half-hearted effort or a checklist, making sure we get it done and it's done over with. But look what it says in Psalm 118, verse number uh, 10. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. You know, if we want to seek God and we want to make sure we have a good walk with Christ, we're going to be seeking him early. We're going to be seeking him with our whole heart, and we're not going to wander away from what he teaches us. <coughs> Go to uh, uh, Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah 29. Look at verse number, uh, we'll start in verse number 12. It says, then shall ye call upon me. And ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Verse 14 says, I will be found of you, saith the Lord. I will turn away your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places which I have driven you, saith the Lord. I will bring you again into the place where I caused you to be carried away captive. And again, I know this is Israel's, you know, uh, for Israel, but, you know, thinking about us, I mean, Seeking God when we search with him our whole heart. You know, are we giving God a 100% effort, or are we giving him just kind of a, a checklist effort, if you will? Go to Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11. <coughs> Hebrews 11 and uh, verse 6, again, this is, you know, known as the, the faith chapter, but verse 6 it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he, that he is, and he, that he is a warder of them that diligently seek him. You know, are we putting forth an effort in our walk with Christ? Or are we just trying to kind of wing it? You know, God says, you know, we, we need to have an effort put forth. <coughs> We also, we also, excuse me, we also need to seek him early. Uh, so, you know, we need to seek him early. We need to seek him with our whole heart. You know, but we also need to walk after him and seek him while there's still time. Isaiah 55, go to Isaiah 55. And we know this verse uh, too, but uh, Isaiah 55, uh, verse 6, it says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. You know, and, and you know, if there's people that are lost, 
and they need to seek God now. All we have to do is look around and see that our time is short. I mean, this world is, is crazy out there. I mean, you know, there, there, there's uh, all kinds of sin and, and, and destruction going on, and, you know, people are crying out for peace and safety, and the Bible tells us in Thessalonians that when they cry out peace and safety, sudden destruction cometh. You know, man, got to seek God while, while there's time. You know, seek him, you know, while, while he, is, he can be found. Because you know what, there's going to come a time where there won't be that opportunity. There won't be that opportunity to seek Christ. You know, and, you know, the, the one, so as I got to thinking about this, we've got to seek him, you know, early. We've got to seek him with our whole heart. We've got to seek him, you know, while there's time. But, you know, the thing is, we also got to seek him where he is. Where was Jesus at? Jesus was sitting in the temple, right? Jesus wasn't sitting, you know, at a ball game. Jesus wasn't sitting at a bowling alley. Jesus wasn't sitting, you know, somewhere else. Jesus was sitting in the temple. And, you know, we gotta, we got to separate ourselves. You know, uh, John, first John, go to First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2, uh, verse 15, it says here, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. You know, as I was thinking about, about us, you know, it calls us to separate from the world. And I'm not talking about, like, the people, but I'm talking about, you know, the cares and the fears of this world. You know, if we want to walk with Christ, we're going to have to separate ourselves. Sometimes that can be painful. Sometimes that can be hard. But, you know, we, we, we seek him <clears throat> so that we can walk through, walk with him, and we can stay in step with him, and, you know, so that we don't have that, that experience that Mary and Joseph did of turning around and looking and wondering where Christ was. You know, if we want to see, uh, walk with him, we've got to separate us from the love of this world. You know, and we've got to seek him in his word. You know, Psalm 119, 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Uh, Psalm 119 uh, also talks about hiding God's word in my heart that I don't sin against God. You know, we're, we're, we're sitting there, we're using God's word, we're seeking him in his word. Um, go with me over to James, James chapter 4. But one of the, the, the best ways to make sure that we stay in step, we stay in line with God, is James 4 verse 8, it says, Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. You know, how do we do that? We get in his word, we study, we have a time of prayer, we're, we're there with him. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Getting right with God. You know, uh, I was thinking about us, uh, you know, as we walk with God and we realize that our, we're not walking in step, we're not there with him, you know, where he's at. Best way to do it is just keep close to him. And don't let him go. You know, uh, don't ever let go of his hand. Don't ever, you know, stay in step with him. Keep walking with him. Don't, don't let the things of this world pull you aside. You know, if you go back to Luke chapter 2, <coughs> Luke chapter 2 and verse 51, 
talks about how Mary kept these things in her heart. You know, and, and she's talking about, you know, the things that she heard Jesus uh, teaching and preaching. Um, and, you know, as I was thinking about this here, do we keep the things of Christ in our heart? Uh, Luke 2, uh, that's verse 51. It says here, And he went down with him and came to Nazareth and was subject unto him. But his mother's kept all these sayings in her heart. You know, as I was thinking about this, do we keep the things of Jesus in our heart? You know, do we commit ourselves to him, as it says in Proverbs 16? Are we committed to our walk with Christ? You know, I think we could all probably do a little bit better, you know, ensuring that, you know, we don't go a day without noticing Jesus in our lives. Let's pray. Our Father, Lord, we come to you tonight. Lord, we thank you for the time you've given us. Father, I pray, Lord, that you just be with us as we...